0: Welcome to Bite Size Jazz, your weekly taste of new albums and new artists. You can check for updates on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for Bite Size Jazz. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for joining me. I had a great time talking with our next guest, the fabulous vibraphonist Patricia Brennan, and we chatted about her latest album, Makishti. Now this album is innovative because she not only brings the vibraphone out from the back of the orchestra or jazz band into the middle of the spotlight as a solo instrument, she also creates a whole new world of sound possibilities by adding effects through guitar pedals, a brilliant new idea for the vibraphone, which you can hear on Makishti. What made you choose that particular name for the album?
1: Yeah, so it's actually a word that I created based on a Nahuatl word, which is one of the native languages in, in Mexico that's that's still spoken now in, in certain regions, I think particularly central Mexico. Um, and the original word is called Maquixtia, which the literal translation would be to liberate, but there's more to it than that, it could be being liberated physically, but also emotionally, spiritually, you know, kind of has a deeper meaning behind it. Um, so this whole album was sort of, a, I guess, a documentation of a journey that was my search for that kind of freedom as a musician and improviser. You know, I was that was always my constant motivation since I started as a classical percussionist and just trying to always break that little box that I was always felt that I was put in. So I kind of connected with that sentiment and I felt that using um, a variation of that word would be a, a good a good title for the album. What were some of those chains that you
0: felt were kind of holding you back, that you wanted to break through?
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, starting from the beginning, I was a classical musician, you know. I started with classical piano, and, and, and in, when I was living in Mexico, I used to play with symphony orchestras there. And, you know, within that style of music, uh, even though I love the music so much, I always felt restricted, you know, because there is no improvisation, there's uh, as a percussionist there's even more restrictions you know you don't really have sometimes that much to play you know and uh so i just always felt that i wanted to do more and i wanted to sort of break from that so that was sort of like the first breakthrough you know i wanted to write my own music instead of playing somebody else's i wanted to improvise a little bit instead of just being restricted to to a piece of paper um and then you know later on that led me to study uh, jazz, like con- conventional, you know, I guess straight-ahead jazz, you know, was usually you will learn in school, and and when I was starting to do that, I also started to feel a little bit of like, well, I'm trying to look for for other ways of improvising and other ways of moving through chord changes or other ways to improvise without using melodic or harmonic elements, maybe using texture, maybe using silence, maybe using other elements of music. And so that was another way of sort of breaking through uh, a certain standard, you know, that was, I guess at the time in post and, uh, and then, you know, as I keep moving forward, there's always sort of that feeling that like, well, as a vibraphonist, you are determined to play the instrument in a certain way. What if I try this, you know, that a pianist does or a guitar player does and sort of break through the, the um, I guess, expectation of what a vibraphone is supposed to do on the instrument. So those are sort of the little, you know, breakthroughs that are happening throughout the the journey and, and the album kind of encapsulates a little bit of, of that. Yeah, one thing I really love that you do is the way you put the guitar the pedals on the vibraphone. I mean, where did you first get that idea? It was so cool. It was rooted in, in the idea of, of expanding the sonic palette of the instrument. Uh, one of the things, you know, I play piano for many years. I still do, you know, but I started as a pianist. And one of the things that I love about piano is the availability of that lower range, you know, that I, as a vibraphonist, I don't have that. It only gets to a few notes below middle C and, and that's it. Then I lack sort of that that low end that that I really love, and so one of the pedals that I use there is a pedal that allows me to lower an entire octave or two octaves below what I'm playing, so I can create the illusion of that huge range, even though the instrument is still the same. And sometimes I use some textural, like some delay, you know, to kind of create sort of that. Um, almost like a, a ethereal vibe in the piece, you know? And, and I think the use of pedals is not so much like it, like I'm just gonna keep playing the same way, but change the color. It's more using them in a compositional way, you know, in a perceptory way where whatever texture I'm looking for is part of the actual uh, integral part of the piece, you know, instead of just changing the color and playing the same line or same melody, so, yeah. Yeah, so it makes so us music is more based around the texture exactly like the bowing piece away from us you know the the pedals are crucial for that a lot of people think that i manipulated or edited but it's all played live so what i'm using is i'm bowing the vibraphone which already naturally it extends the resonance of the bar by sustaining with the bows but then the delay pedal and the little effect that i added it kind of created this organ-like or orchestra-ish type of you know uh, sustain Um, uh, sound you know and almost like like mallard symphonies like like the first Mahler symphony starts with like a like a bed of sound in the violin section and just sustaining that while while other things happening there.
0: You know, it's funny, because that was just the piece I was about to bring up when you mentioned that ethereal texture. I was like, yeah, like, away from us. I was just so amazed listening to that piece. So you get so much texture from one single instrument.
1: Yeah, and, and that's, you know, again, the motivation of, of the use of pedals. It's ultimately the goal is the music and, and what am I hearing? What am I looking for and how can I get it from the instrument that I play? You know, I'm not a pianist. I don't have the orchestra in in the studio. So how can I recreate that vibe? using what I have in in, in, um, in in the studio, so yeah. So, I am curious, how does it work with like clicking up the guitar pedals to a vibraphone? Yeah, so I have an amplification system um, that basically each bar of the instrument has a pickup and then that's connected to the amplification bar which connects to a mixer and then from there you can either connect directly to a console, which is great when you're recording because you get a really clean line of the of the instrument instead of depending on just like outside uh exterior microphones. But also you can connect the mixer to a, a pedal board. And that's what I did in, in the record. So it's connected to a pedal board and then actually I recorded via the amp. Because sometimes you can record the pedal board directly to the console. But then you know the amp kind of adds another almost like um, almost like like vinyl like that sound that you get you know a little like like almost like organic feel so so that was sort of the idea of doing it that way uh, via the amp and then goes into the console um, but it's interesting because what I'm hearing I have to hear the effects on the headphones because if I don't have the headphones all I hear is is what I'm doing on the vibraphone and, and the whole idea is to interact and use what you're hearing from the effects as part of the improvisation of the piece. Um, so that was always something that I had to, you know, keep in mind when I was recording this record, just to make sure that I can hear what's going on. So, you know, it gives me the full picture. Yeah, that is so
0: interesting. Yeah, I was so curious about that. I was like, how did she do that? Cause like by her phones, you don't usually think of it as like being hooked up to an amp or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, yeah. And I'm curious, when did you first get introduced to improvisatory music. Was it
1: jazz when you were in school or were you improvising and composing before then? Where I'm from in Mexico, the in the southeast coast in Veracruz, um, there's a, well, first of all, you know, it's a, it's a port of entry and it's been for hundreds of years. So because of that, there's been tons of, uh, I guess, a, it's like a cultural melting pot. So there's a lot of um, uh, music from different cultures, particularly Afro-Cuban uh, or from African influence, because uh, it's one of the few Areas in Mexico that has that that influence as well. Um, so in that in those styles of music, there's improvisation, and and that was actually one of the first things that I actually played, which was percussion on on Cuban uh, song uh, uh, bands. You know, with my dad who was a amateur a latin percussionist he's an engineer but he loves music and, and play percussion so that the element of improvisation was always around me and 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 i always felt that that was a natural part of the music and it wasn't until i entered the conservatory that i was like oh wait we don't do that here <laughs> You know, so um, so that was always, I guess, why I always had that bug inside of me. But I, but I used to do that before. I used to see people do it and I wanted to do that. And all of a sudden I can't do it anymore. So that was my first exposure to, I guess, improvisation. Um, and then in my search for kind of trying to do it again, jazz sort of was sort of the closest thing, you know, to in a school setting that I was like, well, I'm going to go to a jazz program so I can explore that, that, that element. But because of my early exposure, I always saw improvisation more as a general activity than just directly connected to a style of music. Yeah, that's interesting. I noticed that on your
0: album because I feel like it kind of got advertised across all of the jazz programs and the jazz magazines and whatnot, but it- It's not necessarily like straight ahead jazz, but it's definitely improvised music, but it's kind of, you know, not necessarily booked into one single
1: category. Exactly. Yeah. and It's just a reflection of all the influences, you know, a lot of the influences within the jazz arena, having a little bit more avant garde, you know, if you really want to put it into, you know, like a like a label. and, and then there's influences from from more aleatory percussion uh, improvisation that kind of is influenced by percussion repertoire um, and, or, or kind of uh, from minimalist composers and so on, you know, that use the element of improvisation. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit of, of everything there and, and even rhythmic improvisation. Uh, there's a piece with, uh, that I use binder clips, uh, point of note return. So it's more of a percussive thing. It's more of a textural feature.
0: the improvisation pieces that are on the album were those the things that you had kind of had an idea of what you wanted before or did you just go into the studio and say i'm gonna make this up right now
1: the second day i i I was doing the recording i had just a couple pieces left to record from the composed pieces and then i just had like a lot of time left in the studio that i already paid for (laughs) so my my was actually my husband you know was kind of like why don't you just improvise something and i was like sure you know like let's just take advantage of the time, I have the instruments here and everything set up, so, but yeah, it was kind of more in the moment, you know, and it was nice to put myself in that space, it was just me alone in in the studio, and, and then just really trying to connect to some kind of vibe, that was my only guide at the beginning, like, what do I want, where do I want to go with this, and so each improvisation kind of has its own little story. Base of the little image that I wanted to present, and and then um, then it just kind of took me from there, <laughs> yeah.
0: like that you kind of mentioned you were going for a vibe so do you usually kind of start from a particular emotion a store in your head or you just kind of try to keep your mind blank and just go with whatever happens
1: it's a combination of both you know i think at first um i try to maybe imagine something okay you know where can this take me like there's improvisation three for example like i remember like i kind of started just like let's see where this takes me so i started with one chord and then just with what happened it kind of felt that I needed to do something slow and kind of build up from there and then just explore one chord at a time so it's kind of a combination of both things happening in like a millisecond period you know where I'm, I'm sort of like composing in the moment like in trying to think about the big picture as I kind of move in a very micro way as I move through the piece and when I tell my students about this you know it's, it's like almost like the biggest lesson that music teaches us uh, in life which is like you have to be in the moment you know, you have to kind of be aware of what you're doing in that moment but a part of you still has to be aware of where you're going so that big picture and if something happened that you weren't necessarily expecting or you didn't like as much just let it go or make something out of it which is in life like if you make a mistake it's hard to it's hard to do <laughs> you know if you make a mistake is let it go or make something out of it and, and move forward you know and, and I think I always try to, I guess, practice being in that, in those three spaces at once, you know, which in life is the same deal, you know, and we kind of try to do it every day. So in the future, do you think you'll be touring this album doing solo performances? I want to work with a visual artist with it too, because a lot of people have said that it really triggers some images or some other, you know, kind of, um, expression not just the the sonic expression um so I definitely want to pair um or work with a visual artist that will kind of help me bring the the sonic experience into into a a visual way and and maybe base the tour on that so maybe not traditional venues maybe some traditional jazz venues but maybe some museums or or things like that where it could reach kind of in a multidisciplinary way right you know now that you say that I can totally see that it
0: kind of reminds me of um, I think it was the Rothko Chapel in Texas when they had the, the big paintings on the wall and he wrote the piece specifically to go with the paintings. So you kind of sit there and meditate and look to the paintings like now and then think about that. I'm like, yeah, I could like
1: sit there and meditate the heart to this music. I, I can totally see that. <laughs> That's actually, you know, the piece, Rothko Chapel is one of my, my favorite and biggest influence. Morten Feldman is one of my, my favorite composers. And uh, so, so, yeah, so it's like, and he had sort of that, that idea too of, of, of the combination of, of, of visual arts and music. And uh, just like with life, you know, the connection that exists between them, and not just from a structural place or technical place, but also from a more um, emotional, place and uh, so I definitely want to explore that with this record and, and take advantage of, of this of this project you know to do some kind of multidisciplinary um, project
0: We've been listening to an interview with Vibraphonist Patricia Brennan for Bite Size Jazz You can check out her solo album Makishti on any major streaming platform or support her music by buying the album on iTunes, Amazon Music or her website patriciabrennanvibes.com You can also listen to more interviews like this from Bite Size Jazz on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Breaker. Like and subscribe to stay up to date with the latest interviews. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for listening to Bite Size Jazz.